0: Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then, that same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line, and that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call... The dry line. Let's try it again. This is take two. That's right, we've already tried this once and I almost stuttered over my own name and I almost did it again. But this is episode 28 and this is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast. I'm your host Brent Carlson and with me as always my good great co-host Landon. Land Toast, how's it going? Hey, what's going on Brent? Man, just exactly the same thing we just got through talking about in our show prep. But uh, so yeah, it's been a wonderful week. We've uh, stayed in the uh, lower 100s to um, lower 90s for the last seven days. And guess what? It gets even better tomorrow. It's going to be like 130 degrees in the shade. So we're all just going to go fry a bunch of eggs on the top of Landon's bald head and see what comes up. I like them scrambled. <laughs> it make, it makes sense, especially for this episode. Uh, yeah, this episode we're talking we're talking not farming at all, at least on our main segment. Double A baseball is coming to the Texas Panhandle. Via the San Diego Padres, they're sticking a, they're sticking a double A team in Amarillo, finally. We can't get any great musical acts, so finally they're doing something that's kind of mid-major, kind of mainstream. So, uh, anyway, we're talking about the possible names. That's right, the possible names that people have submitted and that these geniuses in the ad department have actually accepted. They, they've cut it down to five. I'd like to know, Landon. We'll, we'll get into this in the segment, but Landon, what do you think they rejected? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, I want to see the list of the other two thousand nine hundred and ninety-five names that didn't make the cut.
0: Yeah, I mean, they all had to have been misspelled or they messed up, not met some kind of technicality. But nonetheless, you're gonna you're just gonna love it because these are these are uh, the Mona Lisa. Of baseball team names, especially minor leagues.
1: You could have just named a random color, and it would have been better than any of these five.
0: Yeah, you could have said "I love lamp," and it would have been more creative <laughs> than what these cheese balls of what these cheese balls have gotten uh, gotten a hold of. So that's going to be our main. I was going to tease that like in five minutes, but you know, it's not that long of a podcast. So anyway, before we go any further, we just enjoy everybody getting those downloads and listening to them, popping them in your tractor, or your pickup, or wherever you are, and. So, yeah, and you know where to find us because you're already finding us. We're on Twitter. You're going to find the podcast uh, Twitter account. That's me, at Trader Brent. And Landon? No Twit, Landon, 44. All right, and on Twitter, you're going to go on there. I can tell I've always I've been on Twitter a little bit too much because now it's kind of bleeding over into my real life. I'm becoming more blunt and even more sarcastic than I was before, which is saying quite a bit. So I really have to dial back the sarcasm a little bit, otherwise... I think the download numbers might <laughs> take a turn for the worse, but nonetheless, you're gonna find us there on Twitter, and of course, always Apple Podcasts. That's one of the best places you can find us because we know everybody's gotten the monopoly of Apple. And there's Facebook always, but we just don't seem to be getting a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of feedback on Facebook. But you know, keep keep pushing. I think Len is about our only listener on Facebook, which it shows because <laughs> we've only had so many episodes, and I can kind of dial it into how many he's listening off of that. But nonetheless, that's where we're at, and we're here in the Texas Panhandle, where we said it's like real hot and dry, and uh, even just the immediate area, we're still the dry. I mean, I know this is getting all old farm style, but we're we've got to be about the driest farms in the entire state, let alone the Texas Panhandle, because I'm I gotta say it, I'm up to seventy five hundredths of an inch. I'm up to three quarters of an inch since October. That we're starting to crowd eight months of this business, and it's fixing to get hotter than hell. So, yeah, it just puts you in a great mood, and especially especially when you're a sprinkler, your centipede texts you, that's what we have now. They let us know when they're stopped or shut down or stuck or lost pressure. Anyway, this guy, he texts me like he's a person. He texts me at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. That's Memorial Day weekend, of course. So I go over there, and I'm already in a hacked-off mood because I've just about dozed off into sleep. So I'm already hacked off, and I've realized that it's I'd rather be woken up landon then when i'm dozing off to sleep and that thing's wait and that thing texts me and tells me something's wrong i don't know what it is i just man it may i just get angry and i'm not an angry person
1: i'm not an angry person yeah you know at that time of night you know it's probably not a sext
0: (laughs) no i'm not getting a sext from my sprinkler i mean it's not it's not sending me a text of its naked pipe going up in the air or anything which that would be kind of gay but nonetheless, I get over there, and it's it's a short drive. It's only five or six miles away. And my nephew's over there raking hay for me, so it's nice to know that I don't have to do that. But anyway, so he, he stops and helps me. I get over there, and it's stopped. It's not stuck or anything, and of course, obviously, this is not, so it's dark. It was a full moon. But nonetheless, so I get up there and I check it and I have him reverse it back one way and the end tower moves about five or six feet and then it buzzes. I'm like, all right. So I've diagnosed the problem. It's this end tower. So I get up there and I do some electrical work. I change it. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the quickest fix I had because I actually had the part that i never have with me, would normally have with me. So I get up there and I have him send it back the way it was originally going and it goes about five or six feet. And all of a sudden this whole, this half mile long sprinkler shimmies and shakes. And I'm like, Oh, hell. I know what just happened. Something fell. Sure enough, my nephew, and I'm on the phone with my nephew, and he's at the pivot, and he, he, he's, he's gone through puberty, but he's like, the second tower just cratered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I figured, buddy. Anyway, so we shut it all down, and this, like I said, this is Memorial Day weekend, so I know I'm not getting this thing put up in, for another three or four days, but, As we record this, we're actually a day late if everybody hadn't figured that out yet, but so that was on Saturday, the whatever, and of the Memorial Day weekend, it's going to start putting it up tomorrow on Thursday, so, uh, and it's going to be 103 tomorrow, and then 102 the next day. Fortunately, the corn's only, you know, boot top tall, so it's not using just a gobs of water yet, but it's going to get there, and I'm getting nervous, so nonetheless, that was my great weekend, uh, that was my great Memorial Day weekend, Landon. My wife and, uh, the boys and they went with some friends to possum kingdom they're close to Fort, or not possum kingdom we just got through talking about that they went <laughs> to uh nakona which is north of dallas and they did some fishing with some friends and stuff and went to the zoo and everything and it was a billion degrees down there as i figured so i didn't really miss out on anything my no my brothers and ne- niece and nephew they went to possum kingdom with their school group and um so i've been spraying cotton for everybody for the last two days but that's okay i don't really mind nonetheless great weekend land yours any any problems
1: oh it was so much fun we put in a garden at the house and at the farm me and the wife so did you get to hang like curtains or anything too or uh you know you stretch hoping, the carpet maybe i was hoping we could but no we have stained concrete floors but oh, okay we, just, we didn't have time for the curtains so you know maybe maybe the next three-day weekend we'll get to that
0: maybe bed bath and beyond if there's time
1: if, if there's time
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it we're living the life Landon. here this i mean if if you wouldn't know better if this is Manhattan or, you know, central L.A. But, uh, yeah, it's a great place to live. I wouldn't want to live those places. But, yeah, so that was great. I had a great Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, I'm sitting there in Herford, And this is, you know, a town of about fifteen sixteen thousand, 16,000. And I know everybody's experienced this. Sitting at the intersection, probably the biggest intersection in town, sitting in the left-hand lane. And there's probably, it's probably six or seven cars deep. So it's a pretty good traffic jam for Hereford, Texas. And we're all, and I know I'm not the only guy. I'm in my pickup and I'm sitting staring at this guy and he's in the lead. And I know he has not pulled up to that white line and I know he's not going to get that green arrow. And it's like everybody got on to me when I was dropping my kids off and all I wanted to do was, was say goodbye and, you know, delay everybody for five seconds. Well, this guy makes us miss the whole cycle. We got away. Because, so we don't get the green arrow. Everybody gets the straight green light. So, if you're going straight, you got the right of way. But no, this cat, this guy, he's probably on his Facebook smoking a heater. He's just sitting there like, huh? And then people are honking. And this, like, once again, this is Herford, Texas. This isn't like some freeway. This isn't the 10 or whatever they call it, the 101 in California. So anyway, so we have to wait like another 5 minutes for the whole cycle to go through because the next, you know, I'm going southbound, and so you got to wait on the east and westbound. Well, they both get they both have left turn people, so they and they both pull up to the white line, right? So they get their arrow, so we got to wait for that cycle to go. And then they got to go yellow arrow and then they get the green light. And so now everybody gets to go straight and then Fortunately, this guy crept up enough, he must have slipped off the brake or something, and got to the line, and he got the arrow and we went on. So, that's how bad a life we have here in Hartford, Texas. We have to wait five extra minutes at the stoplight. And I don't know if it was landing, but it <laughs> those were 22-inch rims I was looking at.
1: Brent, you don't know how long it takes to update your Twitter from a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 555
0: five, five to get the six, and... The- Yes, yeah, so I'll pay.
1: I'll pay ninety nine cents for this today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why pay ninety nine cents when you can do it free tomorrow? Yeah. So anyway, Leonard, have you seen the low, the lowrider Dooley and Herford driving around? No. Oh, that is lowrider Dooley. That says usefulness. They. I think that's what the license plate said. Usefulness. I think. I don't know what
1: it was, but I guarantee you that guy's got a Roth IRA that's just bubbling with profits. It's still not as cool as that guy a few years ago that was riding the bicycle that had the high handlebars yeah the chopper me? the chopper <laughs> yeah this guy had a chopper bicycle
0: it's like the i guarantee it's like the 40 year old virgin i guarantee that guy's a virgin
1: yeah. <laughs> i oh. don't know was... <laughs> i love motorcycles yeah yeah mine's actually mine's actually a, a, a bicycle <laughs> <laughs> a <bike>. oh okay
0: <laughs> yeah so we've got we've got chopper bicycles and lowrider dualies in, in our town what 40-year-old virgins. And 40-year-old virgins. So, yeah, that's what we got going here in the Southwest Texas Panhandle. Fat and heat. Okay, so that's enough of that segment. We, we've got to keep going. Our sponsor this week, Under the Table Undertakers. It's a shady outfit. We'll just let the ad do the talking. And Radar Ricardo has actually brought in, I think, I don't know if it's his cousin or maybe his second cousin, but... It's going to be... Uh, they're they're double-teaming here on this weather, weather segment. And um, it's, not near as, uh, it's not near as shiny, not near as uh, gleamy as last week's forecast. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be back right after that.
2: Nobody plans to die. Most people don't even expect to die anymore. This is Gertrude Van hoeven Schlofen. I am an immigrant all the way from austria via Hungary, and finally from Bavaria. That's right, I am so effing old, I came from Bavaria, before it was known as Germany. Now how is one person an immigrant from three different countries, you ask? It's really quite simple. Being a daughter of Nazi sympathizers, my parents saw the writing on the proverbial Jewish-built golden wall. They were always on the move, making their way to Bavaria. It took them three weeks, and that entire time my mother was giving birth to me. First it started in Holland where my head emerged. Then as we moved into Austria closer to the Third Reich my shoulders and upper abdomen appeared and finally the promised land, Bavaria where my knees and feet were emerged and finally released from my mother's womb. It was a bit of a cold trip to say the least. What does that have to do with Under the Table Undertakers? Well, being a child of Nazi sympathizers, I've learned that not everything in life is always on the up and up, as it were. So, at Under the Table Undertakers, we will take your cold, dead body of any family member or close relative that you have found laying on a cold and barren floor in the kitchen of your home. We won't ask, you don't tell. We don't want to know, you don't want us to know. Under the table, Undertakers, we will take anybody, no questions asked. We'll even take your favorite pet. Did someone leave a severed-off horse head and place it in your bed, your favorite king-size bed, and it's spooning up next to your 19-year-old Great Dane? No questions asked. We just do our dirty work and take care of the problem. This is Gertrude van Stubenhosen for Under the Table Undertakers. Hello, hello, this is, this is Diego Don Quixote and I'm filling in for Radar Ricardo Delasario. This is your dryland farmer podcast weather update. Hey man, yeah, you do doing good, just keep going. Yeah. Huh? Just keep going. Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't look good at all, man. It's like, it's hotter than Michoacan like in, in like July. It only worse. Man, like, it's gonna be, it's like 96 today. Thursday? 103. Friday, 104. Saturday, 106. Hey, you're gonna want to avoid the sunlight like Ricardo wants to avoid his sister. Hey, hey, hey. Hey man, you know, you know I got you know I was drinking heavy that night. Whatever you say, Ricardo, this week's sponsor it's the Under the Table Undertakers, your one-stop shop funeral director for everything under the table. We don't ask if you don't tell. This is Diego Don Quixote, back to you.
0: Well,
1: thanks guys. Thanks Diego. Now, do I do you have
0: to pay man hours
1: or can I just pay him as one, Landon? Oh, you definitely just it, it it's it's a one one price for all.
0: That's that's a relief cuz I can't stand those. If they start unionizing, I'm shutting this thing down. Landon, I see you are we usually have a beer or two every time we do the podcast. Landon, I so see you're going with the uh Gay Michelob Ultra can this week.
1: Yeah, I stole those from a golf tournament, so
0: yeah, got to finish those off. That's the Hereford way. Well, it's nice to see that you're watching your whatever you're watching. Well, this week, Amarillo, like, Landon just called me today and said, hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, well, no, I already had plans. But then I read the story, and I'm like, okay. So, yeah, Amarillo's got double-A baseball coming. San Diego Padres farm team, double-A. And the story is, and we'll just read it off. This is off of one of the Amarillo news stations website. It's myhighplains.com. It's the, is that is that the NBC? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Who cares? Do I have to credit it? I mean, we hadn't had that many downloads yet. Yeah, it's Channel 4. That's NBC. Okay. Amarillo's new minor league baseball team unveils finalists for name. So even the title of the uh, article is not proper grammar. I mean, it's by Carl Weimer Honer. That should be the name of the team, Landon.
1: Way to go, Carl!
0: Yeah, way to go, Weimer. Way to go, Honer. I guarantee you that guy didn't make it past the associate's degree. But hey, he's at a he's at a newspaper that's probably going to not be around for much longer. So anyway, yeah, the names for this uh, minor league baseball team, and we don't want to, we want to tease a little bit, but, but they start out the article with the names. There's five of them. But uh, right after that, they're going to go into a narrative and they try to pump it up and everything because this is a pro Amarillo deal. So they give the names and then they go into saying, okay, they all sound like the makings of a popular country song, but it's what Amarillo's new professional baseball team could be called this fall. After more than 3,000 entries in Amarillo professional baseballs, name the team sweepstakes, it was narrowed down to those five names that we're about to tell you by those involved in the competition the president and GM of Amarillo's professional baseball said there were several factors that led up to this point. Now, Landon, I'm going to go ahead and give you the names, and I want you to tell me what do you think the factors were that led to this point of these finalists.
1: Finalist number one, the boot scooters. Well, Brent, that one brings us back to the piranha room of the old <laughs> long and gone midnight rodeo. I think this, I think where they got this is they're hoping that on routine pop flies at the outfields will join together and, do a little kick dance real quick before catching the ball. I think, yeah, like a Broadway kick line. That that sounds. That sounds.
0: Yeah, that could be a factor that led to them. Okay, number two, the Bronc Busters. Now this was a little more, a little more palatable, a little more tolerable. Landon, a factor for these guys. What what factored into somebody getting this finalized?
1: There's so many huge rodeos in Amarillo nowadays, but I I guess my honest opinion, I think this is the one they want, so they picked these other four names. So you, I can shore this, which is it's going to totally backfire. You're
0: saying they sandbag the name the name contest. It's bad enough you do that at the golf tournament every year, Landon. Yeah,
1: and the shooting league. But yeah, if,
0: <laughs> if these are the five names they
1: they really picked, then
0: yeah, they're sandbagging this to say the least. Okay, so we're at Boot Scooters, the Bront Buster's, the third one, Jerky, the Amarillo Jerky. <laughs> what did the other team say? What did the other team say when they're preparing to go to Amarillo? We gotta go. We gotta go play the jerks this weekend. No jerks, you're mo jerk offs. <laughs> yeah. Landon, if 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 the Amarillo jerks hit a home run, what does the announcer say? It's high. It's hard. It's handsome. Well, he really jerked that one off.
1: <laughs> it's a home run. <laughs> he went all the way. <laughs> Touch them all. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So they're they're claiming this one is because the Amarillo area is the beef capital of the world, which actually Hereford is the beef capital of the world. It's even been on Jeopardy, but that's beyond the point. Landon but jerky? The name jerky? What kind of jerky?
0: Landon, you think this is really just a play to try to get them to sell more concessions? It's like yeah. <laughs> What's their what's what's gonna be their tagline? Yeah. Come on down to the Amarillo
1: jerky where we say eat me. Yeah. We actually guys we only have Soggy nachos and peanuts. We don't. We don't have any beef products.
0: I guarantee you, these people are not th- thinking that far ahead. They'd have a uh, team named Jerky and have soggy foods. Is all they'd have. Uh, Just they wouldn't have a pretzel one that would hold form in any kind of tray.
1: Good tree. Yeah. What's next, Brent? The long haulers. The, the long, long haulers, Landon. The long haulers. They claim this sounds like a, like one of the bigger fleets of trucks in the area came up with this one. But they claim that this is to be reminiscent of Route 66 because of those long drives you can take. Well, that, that goes great, but that also goes for any other road in the whole wide world. Why not be called the 66ers or something cool?
0: Yeah, or the... Yeah, yeah. 66ers, Landon. That's trendy, let me tell you. We've got uh, the big Texan and Amarillo. Landon just pointed out. we could call They could call the 72ers. They have the 72-ounce roast that only... It seems like... Yeah, the big Texan in Amarillo. I don't know if it's famous enough for for all of y'all to hear it, but they got the seventy-two ounce steak. It's free if you can op- if you can eat it in one hour. But you gotta eat the whole thing, like the gristle and everything. You gotta like lap. They like make you lap up the natural gravy like a dog, like a uh, sod poodle, as we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but you gotta eat that. You gotta eat the baked potato. You gotta eat the salad, and then what? Don't you have to eat some dessert or something, Landon? I would hope so. Yeah, but it's. It always turns out that the only people that can ever finish this thing are some 98-pound bulimic that always wins the hot dog eating contest in New York City every year. So it's it's really an act of... It's really a magic trick that these, it's usually a woman. They had like some 80 year old grandma knock out, knock one of these things down like several years ago. And they had, I don't know, I mean, they, then they had the big guys. Like I think Dory Funk, he was this famous wrestler in the Texas Panhandle. <laughs> Not that we have a big wrestling scene in the Texas Panhandle or anything, <laughs> but he was big back in the 60s. But he knocked out like two of these in a weekend. Can you imagine the sod poodle that dude pooped out later on that night? <laughs> uh, no kidding.
1: Hey, Dory's brother was Terry Funk and he was in. He was in Over the Top and uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> Those are, Lana, that's a good pull there, man. That's I hadn't some, seen Sylvester some
0: Stallone. That's got to be a real promising athletic career, arm wrestling. That's right up there with competitive darts <laughs> and video game, you know, and stalking or something. I don't know. But yeah, so the Big Texan in Amarillo, Texas, come check it out. We're doing a little better at Chamber of Commerce spot for this week. So yeah. The long haulers, I mean, why don't they call them like the lot lizards? If you don't know what a lot, if you don't know what a lot lizard is, you need to look it up on Wikipedia for truckers.
1: If you want to see some lot lizards, come to, come, come to the games downtown when the season starts. Come to the, uh,
0: what is that, uh, what's the truck stop landing with the jet, um, the Flying J? The Flying J. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you're going to get... Why don't they call them that? Why don't they call them the Flying Js? They call them the Flying Jerks and call them the Flying Js for short. Why don't they call
1: that truck stop, the Flying
0: BJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're not going to get out of this one without having to put an explicit rating on it. Thanks a lot. Jeez. What's so, the last team name? The Well, I've kind of already <laughs> kind of stolen the thunder from the whole story, but it's the Amarillo
1: Sod Poodles. Sod poodles, and that—that's a—that's an old uh, pilgrim's term for a. It's pi- pioneer pi- pi- land, and pi- we don't have yeah. pilgrims of the Texas <laughs> panhandle. We had evil white men that stole land. <laughs> uh, a pioneer's term for a prairie dog. Which prairie dog would be better than a sod poodle? Good this, okay, yeah, this says
0: a Pioneer's nickname for prairie dogs. This fun-loving local animal is very aggressive in protecting its family and home. If I was a prairie dog, I would be embarrassed for having my name run through the sod for some <laughs> stupid naming contest that this is being taken under. But uh, yeah, so a, ve- a very aggressive animal, Yeah, Brent, a prairie dog. Brent, have you ever seen an aggressive prairie dog? I've never seen an appre- aggressive prairie dog. That's like an aggressive comatose patient. I've seen a lot of annoying prey dogs. You can literally shoot these. You can literally shoot at these things all afternoon and these guys aren't ducking, they're not diving, they're not they're not going back in their hole or anything. They're just they'll just stand there and let you shoot at them. I mean, if you're a bad shot like I am, uh you can just shoot at them and they're not doing anything. So that's just really I mean, that's like almost getting called an eagle, a dirt eagle if it were. Anyway, so yeah, Amarillo AA, minor league baseball team names. Now, Landon, we mentioned earlier we were wondering what could they possibly, what names could they possibly rejected well, that these made
1: the finals. Landon, any thoughts? I have no idea. Like I'm sitting here thinking, I would love to see the list of the names that they didn't pick. But if I was the San Diego Padres, I mean, this is like two steps below your major league team. I think they should would want to say in this like, no, you're not going to be the boot scooters. No, you're not going to be jerky, whatever the hell that is. I, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah,
0: because you know, I mean, they call people up straight from AA to go in the minor leagues. Can you can you imagine the <laughs> the headline that comes up? San Diego Padres option such and such to AA <laughs> AA
1: sod poodles <laughs> and call up. <laughs> yeah, and Brent, I think we have to mention a few years ago when we were the Amarillo Gold Sox, the the picture that was all over the internet of the. Of the foot-shaped golden sock, which looked like he had a raging huge male part sticking into this little boy's face. Like a stamp? Is that what you mean by a ma- oh, Yeah. Man, I'm betting the gold
0: socks were the little boy's go- <laughs> little boy's <laughs> socks after he pissed himself <laughs> after he saw <laughs> saw the names that this thing was getting replaced with. Oh. But Landon, so going back to the story, uh, they're quoting this uh, guy, the the manager of the professional baseball league there in said, "There's some unique names in there, but that's what a lot of people chose to input those names, and they met the criteria." Yeah, I love the passion. I love the passion people are showing for the process, good or bad. We love it. Basically, Landon, that's saying that this even this guy knows that these are the most moronic names you could ever think of. If he doesn't know, I don't want him to be in our manager. Well, to that to that comment, it goes on to say much of that passion has been expressed online, not only on Facebook, through an o- but through an online petition as well. At last check, which is like 30 minutes ago to an hour ago, 2,800 signatures requested another five finalist names. When asked if negative backlash will cause a redo of the process, this guy said no. He said he wants people to understand this isn't the major leagues. He said minor league team names are usually more fun and lighthearted, like the El Paso Chihuahuas or the Hartford Yard Goats. Or the Montgomery biscuits, just because douchebags are douchebags in other states doesn't make it doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it good in this state, even though El Paso is in this state, but they're still in the Mountain Time Zone, so it doesn't really count. The winning name will be revealed at a press conference this fall. Okay, so Landon, what do you think the uh, mascots would be like? I mean, let's say for instance,
1: the uh, jerky. What kind of what kind of a mascot would be a jerky? Somebody actually had a GIF online of that, and it was a baseball hat on a pile of jerky with a couple of eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> from what I can say, that's a, from what I
0: can understand, that's a personified turd. Yeah. the long, what's that? Amarillo long haulers and an overweight guy with suspenders and no ass. <laughs> Probably just a semi truck. <laughs> yeah, they just haul in a freight liner and put it on there between down the first baseline. and the well, I mean the prairie dog to the sod poodles, they'd be. Pre- <laughs> Landon, that'd be great they get one prey dog and the whole damn outfield would have holes all over it we'd have
1: yeah. twisted we'd yeah. have everybody on the dl by the second inning yeah no no kidding <laughs> sod poodle will, will probably ruin it and probably have like some white white poodle with a machine gun and a bullet strap and like a rambo <laughs> a rambo because they're rag such rag aggressive animals <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the concessions that the sod poodles will
0: I mean, that'd be a chilly dog. I'd never put my lips on. <laughs> well, we're starting to get kind of long in this podcast once again, but uh, that's all we got to. We were going to get to a guy that got 50 years for stealing and selling fajitas out of a juvenile detention center. But, hey, we're keeping this thing under 30 minutes. So, you know, my hands are tied, even though I kind of run the thing. But nonetheless, we hope we got some kind of positive reinforcement for our uh, manager of the professional baseball league there in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, I don't think we did, but nonetheless, maybe he can take it as a positive spin. But we're at the end of the podcast, and um, as always, we like to appreciate everybody that are listening in and uh, downloading this guy. And uh, we just really appreciate it if you tell a friend because that's really the best advertisement we could ever get. But until next time, next week, we're going to try to get this thing out and uh, on a regular basis on wednesday instead of thursday but nonetheless we'll be here landon thanks as always go jerky yeah go go jerks until next time what side of the line are you on the dryland farmer podcast brought to you by under the table undertakers we won't ask if you don't tell The Dryland Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.